0: I like to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Why don't you
1: make like a tree? You get out of here. The blackest dies. Kill your god.
2: Come
1: on! make this asshole. You're a
3: terminated fucker.
1: Live or die, man. Rose, and we're dying, we don't need Rose. You can be only one. I'll kill you all.
2: Boonies never say die! We've always... ...each
1: other. And as you can see...
2: ...I am. Are you not entertained?
3: This is... fun. Happy
1: trails, Hans.
0: It has been a while, and we're back. Yes, that's right. Welcome back to the Skewered Universe podcast. My name is Jeff, your host. Not really the host with the most, but I'm the host with something. And alongside me, as always, Leanne. Suck a dick. <laughs> it's been so long <laughs> since you've heard that, I know. So we're, we're finally back. We um, took a bit of a hiatus. Yes, I said um gathering my thoughts here because since the last time we recorded, we did touch on the pandemic, but there's been a number of other things that have been happening, and the reason I didn't record right away is with a lot of what's been going down between the pandemic, misinformation, riots, the Black Lives Matter movement, the suppression and systematic racism that has been once again brought to the forefront as it should be along with the taking back of rights and discrimination of the LGBTQ community if i don't have all the initials for that i apologize I'm there not have current, been but yeah it gets updated yeah i'm i don't know all the terms but believe me you have my support 100% people are people so there has been a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I want to address the pandemic first, because that was the first thing that kind of happened this year, if I remember correctly. If I'm not, please let me know. Email the show, gmail.com. Let me know if I'm wrong. <laughs> I'll take it as constructive criticism. In April... They told us, wear the mask, slow the spread, stay home, wash your hands, have hand sanitizer. Everyone did that, and we saw the numbers decline. As soon as things here in California and other places started opening, everyone lost their fucking minds and decided, I don't need to wear a mask, it's violating my rights, and this, that, and the other. Here's where I stand. And if you don't like it, that's your right we're in the middle of a global pandemic. This is killing people globally. More than a hundred thousand people have died here in the US alone. This is not some big conspiracy where all the world leaders got together and fabricated some hoax of a virus. This is real. Bottom line is if you're going out in public, wear a goddamn mask. It's not hard. It's not going to limit your oxygen intake or anything like that. What you're reading is false information. Go to reputable sites to get your information. Don't listen to some rando on Facebook who uses her crystals to tell you what's really going on. If you want things to get back to some sense of normalcy any within the next year. Yes, I said within the next year because we don't know when a vaccine or a viable treatment will be ready. Wear your mask. Just show that you care about other people instead of yourself because if you're not out there wearing a mask and you're getting in fights with people over it or arguing with someone at Walmart over it because they said you can't come in without a mask, you're a selfish prick and that's how I feel. Do you have anything to add, Leanne? No. (laughs) So I have a smile on my face. (laughs) So the tone is set. So ultimately, I'm going to follow that up by saying I didn't want this podcast to ever get political at any point. But I feel that there are so many elephants crowded in the room right now that if we don't address it somehow, we could be ridiculed as, well, you didn't say anything about it. Which is where I'm coming from now. I I want to state where I stand. Now, like I said, you may not agree with my opinion. That's fine. If it causes you to stop listening to the show, that's fine too. You can do whatever you want. All I ask is stop thinking about yourself for five minutes and think about somebody else. What if somebody came up to you, you're not wearing a mask and they coughed right in your face during a conversation? Say they have COVID-19, otherwise known as the coronavirus. Now you're infected. What if you have young children at home? What if you have family members who are immunocompromised at home? Elderly family members living with you. Now you run the risk of exposing them. And we all know it is worse for the elderly, worse for immunocompromised, and worse for young children. So think about that before you start going off on the sales clerk who's asking you to wear a mask before you enter the store. If we can all get past the bullshit of acting like a bunch of two-year-olds, we can slow down the spread, we can lower the amount of people in hospitals, and we can maybe get ahead of this thing a little bit. Because government, and I'm talking about the higher up, the current administration and the president and all his people, don't want you to know the real information. They're suppressing it. Anytime a scientist comes out and tells us what to do, we get Oh, well, that's not really completely accurate. I know more. (sighs) I understand this is getting very political. You're killing my buzz, man. (laughs) (laughs) It had to be addressed a little bit. Bottom line is, I'm for wearing the mask. I'm for staying home as much as you can. If you have to go to work, go to work. Wear the mask. Get your temperature checked, sanitizer, whatever. That's what I do. I recently went back to work in an office and... I do that every day. I have my sanitizer at my desk, they do temperature checks, we fill out a questionnaire if we've been exposed to anyone with any of the symptoms, and we've been good so far.
3: Someone gave me strep because they didn't wear a mask when they were sick.
0: Yeah. Leanne dealt with strep recently and that was not fun. No. Luckily I did not get it. Boom boom. Because I wore my mask. Yep inside the house yes she did
3: uh, Excuse okay, me. okay to be fair i do have to i do have to chime in a little bit on the mask thing there are some people that genuinely have aversions for different reasons i i right. i know someone who has an aversion and her reasons are um more psychological she has a lot of trauma And she has an issue with it. She deals with it to the best of her ability. She'll wear a mask, um, you know, when she has to. But she, she really doesn't understand how people could be so aggressive and, you know, about that. So I just wanted to say there are people out there who genuinely do have issues. It does not, you
0: know, hinder your breathing. Um. Right. And and my point wasn't directed at anyone who has legitimate reasons that they can only wear it for so long or that they can't wear it at all. Mine goes to those people that are screaming, well, I have a note from my doctor. Really? Because most doctors, and I have friends that I've met through the podcasting community who have respiratory issues and and their doctors have said, you'll be fine. You can wear the mask as long as you need to. Just, you know... It's fine. You're not going to lower your oxygen intake. You're not going to breathe in your own carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide. Sorry, I almost had a slip and said carbon monoxide. That's like because some, woman some in a video. yeah. Yeah, some, some people, people believe that. it's carbon monoxide. No, so they think just it's a, carbon just little, dioxide. Just a little side note. Carbon monoxide car- is what comes out of the exhaust of your car. <laughs> carbon dioxide is what we exhale after intaking oxygen and this has been your moment of science from the skewered universe the more you know anyway yeah my point wasn't to those who legitimately have reasons for not wearing it wearing it for a limited amount of time it's those people screaming you're taking away my rights I shouldn't have to wear a mask I don't have it I'm not going to give it to you Or, oh, well, you're wearing a mask. What are you worried about? That was mine. The people that are so angry about having to to do something for the one hour they go to the grocery store. There's my beef, because they're acting like children and they're showing exactly how selfish they are. (sighs) So I think I've said my piece on that. Do you feel better? (laughs) I do. It's just weird that we have to address this, but I feel I wouldn't be doing my, my job if I didn't somehow address what was going on. Then we had not only the murders of Breonna Taylor in her home, then the murder of George Floyd by at the hands of a police officer. Both these people, black citizens of the United States, murdered and I will say, murder. Oh, there's been more. Way, way. Oh, there's way, been way, way more. And way I don't, more. I don't have all the names. I should have done more research to list all their names. Yeah. Uh, I may do that and put the names in the show notes. That's probably what I'm going to do. But so many black people, people of color, in general, harassed, oppressed, murdered at the hands of the police. The police are supposed to serve and protect. Those two, that statement alone, those words, serve and protect. Putting your knee on someone's neck and holding them down to the point where they die is not serving and protecting anyone. I don't care what you tell me, that is not serving and protecting. Going into someone's house when she is sleeping, She wakes up in her bed and you unload so many rounds into her, killing her, that is not serving and protecting. The Black Lives Matter movement is one of the most important movements happening. And when I hear people go, but all lives matter, yeah, all lives matter, but right now Black Lives Matter. People of color lives matter because they're the ones who have been systematically oppressed. I'm a 40-year-old white male. I've never had to deal with any of that, so I I wouldn't understand. And you know what I can do? I can sit back and just ask them, like, what, what can we do? That's all you can do. Open the dialogue with your friends or people of color. If you are a white person, do that. Because ultimately we need to come together and, and fight this so everyone is truly equal. That we are all on the same level. That we're not put on these fucking tiers that we have been put on. And the same goes for the LGBTQ community. They're having rights stripped away. Homeless shelters are being able to deny transgender entry into the shelters. How the fuck do you do that? If they're homeless and need a place to stay, what does it matter what what gender they identify as, what... Who the fuck cares? They're homeless and need a place to stay. Let them stay there. Bottom line. This is getting really, really intense. We are almost 13 minutes in and it has been nothing but political stuff, but... It needs to somehow be addressed. I stand behind the Black Lives Matter movement. Um... If you take offense to that, you want to stop listening, you want to email me and curse me out about how all lives matter and the police aren't so bad. They can actually suck a dick. They can go (laughs) suck an actual dick. It's like, look, I, I know that not all police are bad. I know there are good ones in the departments across the nation. The problem is when you have such a spotlight on what's going on and you see these peaceful protests, some of you will say, well, they were riots. That has been proven to have people infiltrate those protests and start them into riots. Please do not come at me with that argument. It has been proven to be false. The majority of the protests were peaceful, and yet the police were armed, armored, with all their riot gear, tear-gassing peaceful protesters tear gassing and shooting rubber bullets at reporters who were trying to cover the protests. Yet, not long before that, there were white people with their guns and weapons out in front of state buildings. And the police just stood by going, well, we'll just keep an eye on things. They didn't do the same thing. So you tell me How is that fair? How is that treating anyone equal? Bottom line, black lives matter. Everyone needs to be on the same footing. And until that happens, we're never gonna move forward. It's gonna be the same bullshit over and over again. And unfortunately, that means more people of color will die at the hands of the police or be falsely imprisoned because, oh, well, They just happen to fit this vague profile we have, so lock them up. And then 30 years later they'll be released going, well what do I do now? My life is shit. (sighs) So Skewered Universe stands 100% behind the Black Lives Matter movement and 100% behind the LGBTQ community to not have their rights fucking stripped away. They're human beings. Bottom line. Do you have anything to add? I, I feel e- I feel exhausted after going through this, but a little over 15 minutes, we've addressed, I believe that's everything that's been going on. I mean, aside from the ridiculous uh, possible dismantling of the Postal Service just for someone in the office to rig an election so they can stay in the White House longer, which is bullshit. <sighs> I think that's where we're going to stop the intro for now. (laughs) And we're going to talk about the movie. We're actually going to cover a movie here. I know, 15, 16 minutes in, and we haven't even talked about that. We've been covering everything else. But I had to get my thoughts out. I had to let you guys know where we stand here. We're all in this together. Let's finally fucking come together as a nation and get everything on track the way it's supposed to be. Now, on to the movie we are gonna watch tonight. It is a film from 1976 directed by Jeff Lieberman. Sorry, I had to lean into the screen to see what it is, what the name was, and it's a little movie called Squirm.
1: It was a violent summer storm. Millions of volts slashed the earth.
2: That was the worst
1: storm we've had since I was knee-high to a duck. Folks talked about it and started getting things back to normal. When Mick hit town for his vacation. Well, it's straight ahead about five miles. But things weren't normal. There were changes. Ah! Mother bit me. I never saw one bite like that. Frightful changes. That night, it all started.
2: Do it that. I'm not doing anything.
1: This was the night of the crawling terror. American International presents... Squirm. They came from everywhere. Millions of writhing, seething creatures oozing out of the mire to feed on human flesh. You sweat, but you don't dare move. Terror grips every nerve in your body. You want to scream, but you can't. Your heart beats so fast, it feels like it's going to burst. Jerry? Experience in pure fright.
0: You heard that right. We're watching Squirm. The movie about electrified worms that suddenly have a taste for human flesh. Now, I've seen this movie. Leanne, have you ever seen this? Never even heard of it. She's going in blind, folks. Now, we're going to try something a little different with this episode is we haven't actually watched the movie yet. So what we're going to do is we're going to pause right here. You are going to be enjoying it with us, in a sense. We're going to watch about 15 minutes of the movie, and then we're going to check back in and kind of give our current thoughts as to what's happening with the film. What we like, what we dislike, what we're excited about, what we think's going to happen, what we think's going on. Right, just about 15 minute increments, we're going to check in, kind of let you guys know where we're at, what we're feeling with the movie, and it's just something different we wanted to try, we'll see what happens. Oh
3: wait, no, you've seen it, huh? I've seen it. And I haven't. So you guys will be experiencing this
0: with me. I saw it probably... (sighs) I think when Netflix first started, I rented it on DVD. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because remember that used to be a thing with Netflix. You could only get movies on DVD. You could rent DVDs no through the mail. <laughs> I, there's still an option to rent DVDs and Blu-rays through really? the mail. Yeah, that's
3: kind of. It funny. costs a little
0: extra, and I was thinking about it, but right now I'm like, no. We'd have to drop like two other services <laughs> to be able to justify that. We couldn't watch what was recommended. Yeah, so a friend of mine, uh, Brian Wolford, from the. What is his podcast? Well, I, I have been so lacking on podcasts. Somebody needs to shut off their fucking car alarm. Or not honk when I'm recording, goddammit. I am trying to remember what his podcast is. And for the life of me, I have drawn a blank. You've I've been, gotten so upset I've been talking really, about these, you know, and I've been so things. behind on my podcasts... That I actually forgot the name of one that I really enjoy. So, the Midnight Drive-In podcast, hosted that is hosted by one of my podcast friends, Brian Wolford. He suggested we watch "I Spit on Your Grave" from also from 1978, I believe, or might be 1976. Oh, Squirm is 76. "I Spit on Your Grave" is 1978. We watched the trailer for "I Spit on Your Grave" on Amazon Prime. Only for me to realize after the trailer was over, video's not currently available. So we decided to jump onto Shudder, and I found Squirm, something I've seen, something Leanne hasn't seen. So we can find out what she thinks about the movie. I'm excited. Now keep in mind, I haven't seen this movie, like I said, since Netflix first came out, and you can only get DVDs through the mail. So, we're talking 15 years ago, maybe, at this point. I don't remember when Netflix. You know what? That's why I have Google. That is why we have Google, ladies and gentlemen. When did Netflix launch? 1997. So, I may have seen it at the end of the 90s like 99 2000 so 20 years or so ago i saw this so it's not fresh in my mind but i remember liking it for the most part but i really have no memory as to what happens other than it's a bunch of worms that get electrified and as you can see from the image there they end up burrowing into people's faces and shit So we are going to pause the recording here. We're going to come back in about 15 minutes and let you guys know what we think so far. All right, we'll be right back.
1: Mr. Projectionist, stop the show. Here's great news you ought to know. We've just got a shipment of taste-thrilled treats, all tip-top quality and delicious eats. There are hot dogs and popcorn and candy galore. There are soft drinks and coffee, and a whole lot more. So direct your steps to our refreshment stand to enjoy the finest snacks in all the land.
0: Okay, so we're about 18 minutes into the movie, almost... 19 minutes into the movie. What are you thinking so far, Leanne? Um, I got Carrie vibes at first. When she's like,
3: Mama, I want to go out with him. And she's like, I'm afraid he's not going to show up. (laughs) I'm like, okay, where's the blood? I'm excited.
0: (laughs) It also doesn't help that she has a very similar look with her long red hair and her pale white skin.
3: Yeah, and of course there was, you know, the gratuitous shower shot in the very, very beginning. I mean, you can't see anything, but it's like, really, did they did they really need to add the softcore porn in there?
0: Well, they had to introduce you to her and show you that she's a clean southern girl. <laughs> they f- had to show her personality? Quality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How better to do that than a shower scene? <laughs> okay. Just like we got the guy's personality who was pulling weeds out of their garden, who ru- <laughs> who runs the, the worm farm. Yeah. And I'm going, no, he's not too hot. <laughs> so I don't know if he's supposed to be just, like, dumb hick, or if he's, like, supposed to be slower than everyone else. Well, don't give too much away, <laughs> because I don't want to
3: know too no, no, much no. about the
0: characters. I don't remember a whole lot. Okay. The most I remember was there's a Worm in my egg cream. Okay. Which is just the scene we finished seeing with the sheriff who is basically Zap Brannigan come to life. Yeah. <laughs> That's the vibe I got. Yeah. So far I think it's it's been alright. It's basically like every other seventies or eighties. I'm not
3: I'm not really critiquing attack. it at the moment. I'm just yeah. giving my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So far
0: it's been it's been alright. Yeah. Got a carry vibe. Yeah right so we'll check back in a little bit you guys keep listening we're gonna watch another 15 minutes but you'll hear us in just a moment
3: Queen, won't you come with me along the milkshake way? I've got lots of good surprises, fresh and yummy for you every day. There are malts and shakes and sundays too whenever you stop.
1: And of course your very, very favorite, the cone with the curl on top. You don't have to just dream about Dairy Queen. Your favorite Dairy Queen treat is a refreshing reality. At your nearest Dairy Queen store.
0: All right, so our second check-in. We're now about what are we about 34 minutes into the movie? Something like that. So, what are your thoughts? Oh, so it's far? terribly exciting so far. <laughs>
3: Non-stop action and drama. I was not expecting it. <laughs> Sarcasm. We're not at the good part yet. No, no, no. It it is a slow-moving movie is it
0: yeah. good those are my favorite
3: sarcasm
0: they're they're building to something i don't quite remember exactly when it goes off the rails but I know. yeah it's it's been an interesting watch so far <laughs> uh, the main chick is driving
3: me crazy i want her to die and i want it to be painful um, I want her boyfriend to die as well. I want the sheriff to die. I want everyone to die.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> she's just giving me, like, really... Ever, ever since you said she's Carrie She's so Hides, entitled. It is, but, ugh. It's like, they don't have a lot, but she's entitled. I'm like... Stop with your white privilege. <laughs> She's using her feminine wiles. Oh God, to use the worm farmer. Oh my God. Which
3: doesn't sound like a porn title at
0: all. The worm farmer. <laughs> oh fiddledee dee, I need some worms. Can you help me? Oh shucks, I got a worm for you. I think that's a good place where we can leave off. Yeah. All right. We'll be back in a few. The next show
2: will start in
0: eight minutes. Hey.
3: They're ready, folks.
1: Or refreshment that is great. If it's
2: early or it's late, it's orange crush, orange crush, the drink that's extra good. Fresh fruit flavor,
1: that's for me, it tastes better
2: naturally. Orange crush, orange crush, get some right
0: away. All right, our third check in. The movie has completely gone off the rails, so much action and suspense. It's
3: insane. <laughs> it's suspenseful.
0: Sarcasm. Sarcasm. It's actually been pretty fun. I mean, okay,
3: let me get to the point of this because the this fucking guy, this fucking guy, what does he do? You talking about the worm farmer, Roger? So he is actually the worm farmer? He's the, yeah, the son of the guy that
0: owns the worm farm.
3: Okay, well, he's a rapist. (laughs) Yeah. We got rapist vibes in the beginning, but we brushed it off. We thought, maybe it won't happen again. And then it happened again. And then it got (laughs) creepy and dark
0: real quick. (laughs) Like Real quick, like just took a hard (laughs) turn. So you got a little bit. <laughs> of it's like yeah. semi rape and well a actually bit
3: of... so remember I was telling you that in the beginning I thought that I was watching the other movie
0: you thought we were watching I spit on your grave at first and
3: so I was exp- I was like oh man this guy I, oh I can't wait to see this guy turn out to be a rapist and then it turns out there really is a rape. <laughs> not rape, but it's a a scene that's very uncomfortable. Yeah. And there is revenge taken, but it's by the
0: worms. He forces himself upon the girl that he's been lusting after.
3: And you don't even all he's been doing is like looking at her and like but then all of a sudden he's this creepy, crazed maniac. <laughs> what
0: was this like? he comes down here busting in and if he gets near you again, I'm bust his liver
3: loose. I'm like, and the thing is like, the, okay, so they're fishing, right? Because the boyfriend left her alone with him. I'm like, don't do that. She even gave him the look like, don't leave me alone with this guy. And like he does not anyway. And then she winds up getting, you know, practically murdered. They're in seclusion. They're on a boat. Nobody around. Nobody around. He could rape her as many times as he wanted, and he could murder her. That is scary.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Glasses McGee, or as I called him, the Dollar Tree Dexter, because he kind of has this weird... Dexter-esque vibe to him. And I know this was made in 76. No, I get it.
3: His hair's kind of poofy. He's got the, the same kind of
0: The hair, the kind of look, But he's like discount Dexter, basically. Yes, yes. His it's quest- like he's
3: still learning how to be a human.
0: <laughs> I, I just love that where we're at now, he's trying to figure out whose skeleton was in the ground of the backyard of the guy's house they went to that ended up in the back of the worm truck. Like, he's like, oh... I know forensics. I'm gonna find X-rays and figure out who this guy is. Like, (laughs) all because the sheriff thinks he's some big city prankster boy. Ugh. Like it's fun, but it is it has not been great. But it has been fun. It's been interesting. And the awkward sister of our main character, Jerry. She's my favorite. (laughs) I like her. Like I was telling you, I can't tell. At one point, it sounded like she had like a Boston or a New England accent. And she said something about something being a pissa. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Anyway, I I think it's good. We'll leave it there for now. We're about forty nine minutes in. The movie's an hour and thirty two minutes, so yeah, we're roughly about halfway through, a little over halfway, I think. So we'll be back in a few to check in once again, let you know what our thoughts are after we watch some more of Squirm.
1: Time for refreshment, refreshment. For your enjoyment, there's hot, fresh popcorn, tempting, delicious hot dogs, and so many kinds of ice cream. And of course, sparkling, delicious, ice-cold Coca-Cola for everybody at the refreshment counter now. Remember, your favorite snack will taste especially good with world-famous ice-cold Coca-Cola.
0: Okay. We're back again, just giving another update. We've just a little over an hour into the movie. We've got about half an hour left. So we've gotten to the point where things, uh, just when you think things are about to amp up, they slow it down again. So it's like, we're getting to something, we're getting to something, building, building, and slow it right back down. Not much is happening. Like, the sheriff of this town is a fucking prick who doesn't want to do his goddamn job. No. They go to him saying, we think we have hard proof of, you know, the skeleton being this guy. Y- he's he's like, at a restaurant on a date, and the well,
3: date doesn't give it two flying fucks.
0: Apparently his wife, I think. Is like, oh, his wife? She didn't we care. We got this whole plate of spaghetti here. It is going to take about 15 minutes for us <laughs> to finish. Like, I was so hoping one of them would eat a goddamn worm. And start choking and dying right there. Maybe that would have been the proof they need for the sheriff to get off his fucking Zap Brannigan ass. Nope. <sighs> then we saw Roger in the rearview mirror of the car when she was sitting in there. So I don't, I don't know if she saw him or not. He popped up for a second and then nothing happened. I was expecting him to maybe pop up in the back seat. Nothing. They found his dad dead. Yeah. Full of worms. Mm -hmm. Which was actually kind of a cool visual. Open the shirt. It was was okay. Worms in there. It's like, ugh.
3: I'm getting a very Goonies vibe from the main (laughs) chick, and it's kind of driving me nuts. Yeah. She's got, like, this helpless female thing going on, too. And it's like, just because you're pretty
0: doesn't mean you can be helpless. Like, stop. What kills me is this guy, her love interest or whatever, Mick, Mitch whatever his name is. I think it's Mick. He just keeps like not doing anything that you would expect the male lead in the movie to do. Like he's random tree falls on their house while they're eating dinner. No, and he, he shoves spilled her. dinner salt.
3: He spilled dinner salt. That's what happened. It gives you bad luck. You're supposed to put it over <laughs> your shoulder. Immediately the tree
0: falls on the house. He spills salt and the tree falls over on the house. And he pushed her to go check on her mom, pushed Jerry to go check on her mom, and then he went outside to inspect the tree. Like, what are you, some kind of fucking tree expert now? Oh, but he knows forensics and dental records, because he looked up x-rays and found out who the skeleton belonged to. It's, It's ridiculous fun, but it is not great by any means. No. I mean, although when Roger got the worms in his face after trying to rape. What's her face? He's yelling and pain Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh! Like, okay, is is that your sounds of pain, or are you like getting off on this? I'm not quite sure what you're trying to convey here. <laughs> Man, I I don't know. Should okay, so let's make a decision right here. Do we want to finish the movie, then come back with our final thoughts, or do we want to do two more breaks? Two more? No. As we have no. about 30 minutes left.
3: No, let's just
0: keep going. Okay, so we'll be back after we finish it and uh, give you our final thoughts. Exciting. In the meantime, enjoy this small break. Our hamburgers are the finest quality beef expertly
1: prepared
2: for extra deliciousness. Treat yourself royally right now. Mmm, what a hamburger.
0: And just like that, we have finished Squirm. The last bit. It really kind of amped up there. The scene in the bar. We see Roger attack what's-his-face Mick when he's going to get plywood to board up. Board up the doors for the house that has a giant fucking hole in the roof after the tree fell on it. It, it amped up. And then it came to a screeching halt again. Your thoughts? I have a lot of thoughts. Go right ahead. It is an open forum. The microphone is yours. How come
3: he has limp when he chooses to have one?
0: Because continuity be damned.
3: <laughs> he has to crawl up this, this like mini cliff and he gets all the way to the top because his ankle's fucked up right, so he's trying to climb up to the top with his really bad ankle. He just stands up and walks away, and I'm like, okay. And then later on, he has the limp again when he's walking through their house trying to find her. He's got the, like this exaggerated limp. And then when he has to I guess she's up in the attic or something and he yeah. has to climb up the fucking steps or the stairs the ladder thing and he like all of a sudden he can hold a he can hold a, a candle. Excuse me. Have a bad ankle
0: and just move smoothly up yeah. that ladder. take a few steps up the ladder with no problem. <laughs> So, the ankle issue he had happened when Roger, now worm face guy. Possessed by the worms, yeah. That's what it seems like. Yeah, I don't understand what he said to him. It was really garbled,
2: mm. <laughs>
0: whatever he said. And he attacks him, throws him down this little cliff into this hole, essentially. But he rolled down on his side and then was like, oh, my ankle!
3: Okay. But then again, that, that board fell on him, and he was knocked unconscious.
0: Yeah, for seemingly like a couple of hours. Even though it didn't look that it heavy. The, it was the flimsiest <laughs> piece of plywood. He was immediately unconscious. And then Roger, ever the expert marksman with throwing, throwing uh, pieces of wood, picked up some small logs and chucked them three feet away from the body that hit the edge of the plywood and then walked off like, I did my job, worms, let's go! He's a dangerous
3: maniac. Oh my god. (laughs) And let me just say this. It was too long. Like, I get that it's, it's slow, but you can't just make a movie, put in tiny clips of the exact same faces of these monstrous worms, add some screeching on top of it and some really bad music, and then call it a movie about these
0: killer worms. So it was an hour and a half. Yeah. Too long. Okay. there was so for... many points that
3: they could have trimmed
0: down.
3: <sighs> there was too much acting. There was too much acting. Which, okay, is funny because I actually like the actors. I think they did a good job. I think they, they got good actors, except for, like, one person that isn't very good. But the rest of them are pretty decent. The videography is decent.
0: Yeah, it was shot well. Like I said, it was fun. Uh, it's,
3: fun is not it, the word when I When it got use.
0: to the warm parts where you saw them doing damage, that's what I mean by fun. There were,
3: what, two scenes?
0: Oh, there was a scene with the sheriff and his wife yeah. in the jail cell having a romantic evening because the power's out from the down power line. Because he line. is very classy. Yeah, you know... When I want to take my date somewhere for a little hanky-panky, I think of the jail cell.
3: And the worms close the (laughs) jail cell door. They're essentially (laughs) locked in, but they don't address that at any
0: time. He closed the door because she said something and he goes, well, I have the keys. Oh. (laughs) Like, you locked yourselves in a jail cell. Okay. Now, never mind the worm threat. What if there was a fire that broke out and he panicked and couldn't get to the keys? He's an idiot
3: ineffective. She's an die. idiot for being with him. Yeah. They, they were just died. giggling the whole time. At first I thought Aww. maybe he was smoking a joint but then it was a cigarette and I'm like, what are they giggling? What
0: is so funny?
3: Like they just keep giggling and I'm like, like shut of, up. I couldn't
0: really understand some of the stuff they were saying. Like she would say stuff but she was like through giggles. I'm like Could you have told her to to like speak and then giggle after instead of like giggling like... (laughs) And then the inconsistencies with
3: the lighting, one minute it was pitch black, (laughs) and then the next second
0: everything was relatively lit. Mick gets back to the house after semi-limping his way through the woods. (laughs) Now mind you, he had taken off his shirt, wrapped it around a long stick that he found, and lit it up with a lighter. Smart. They've said the worms are afraid of the light because they come out at night. Okay. Nice little piece you threw in there. When he gets to the house with his torch that is on fire, he chucks it aside in exchange for a candle. Now, like you said, the house is almost pitch black. Only light from the candle is around. Not enough to really separate worms like he Like did. it's intentionally dark. They're trying to make it spooky. Right. But then once he gets upstairs and has a confrontation with Roger. Things are well lit again. It's well lit, almost like the sun's coming up. <laughs> like um no. Yeah, there was too
3: much too mi- too much acting,
0: not enough worms eating faces off. I'm I'm really wondering if they meant for Roger the worm farmer to seem like he was being possessed or controlled by the worms. It's kind of what it
3: made it seem like because at that one point when he was going upstairs, he was just kind of
0: crawling on his yeah. bed, like worming his way up the stairs. Yeah. I mean, literally, worming his way up the stairs. I
3: still think it would have been a great idea if they would have kept him perpetually wet. Yeah. Because that would have kind of given him
0: like a supernatural feel. Yeah, it would, but there was nothing like Nope, just ever said. It just seemed like, oh, he's the big, strong, dumb guy And he's got worms in his face <laughs> uh, And then he fell in the worms But he's able to crawl out and crawl up the steps And then bite the guy Like the worms were doing to everyone They were biting and eating everyone I guess, I guess they were
3: I mean, You uh, know, I tried not to compare it to Slugs Because Slugs is one of my favorite movies Slugs is well done it's so well done it like it's it's even bad where it should be bad, you know what I mean yeah. like it's it's a low quality movie low budget movie, but it's still fun and entertaining, and there's a decent amount of carnage,
0: yeah slugs you don't even and need Squirm. much of a
3: storyline,
0: yeah, films like these like Slugs and Squirm, they come in that oh nature fighting back kind of series of seventies. And I think, even 80s, there were films like that. Like, I think there's Day of the Animals and Night of the Lepus. Night of the Lepus where the rabbits turn on people and start attacking. Uh, Kingdom of the Spiders with William Shatner. There's all these sorts of movies. Some of them good, from what I've heard, and some of them utterly ridiculous. I think Squirm has its good moments, and then it has those that are utterly ridiculous. I agree. I looked up the trivia... On IMDb here towards the end because I didn't really need to pay attention. I kind of figured how the movie was going to end. I kind of started to remember when it got to a certain point. So apparently those are real worms. Yeah. They're sea worms. And the first bit of trivia here I found on IMDb.com... It's not a plug. I'm just telling you where I'm getting the information. The amount of sea worms used in the film was countless... As the production would order shipments of 250,000 Glycera worms at a time, the production would end up wiping out New England's supply of Glycera fishing worms that year. So they are real worms. But did they die on set? Were they harmed? Oh, I'm certain they were. In 1976, they didn't give a fuck. The screeching sound that all the worms had? Because anytime there was a close-up, there were these horrible... Pigs. It sounds like pigs. Wow. Did I get it? the unearthly screeching sounds used for the worms are actually the electronically processed sounds of screaming pigs in slaughterhouses
3: i know what a dying pig sounds like i'm not even gonna i'm <laughs> not even
0: gonna open that box
3: i thought wow wow they're using pig noises for worms that's <laughs> interesting
0: apparently the idea came for the film came to the director during a childhood experiment where he and his brother hooked up a train transformer to the ground to wet soil and use the electricity to drive worms out of the ground. So he used that for inspiration, with a down power line driving worms out of the ground, but making them ravenous and killer. Yes. Alright.
3: Sometimes they would use visuals of centipedes,
0: or is it millipedes that they showed? Uh, some look like centipedes and millipedes, but I guess they were all these worms.
3: They had a million feet. Worms don't have feet. Maybe these I'm calling do. bullshit
0: on one or two seconds of those clips. It's quite possible. <laughs> it's quite possible. They're like, oh, we can't get any more. We wiped them out. Well, then uh, use those centipedes we found over there. Apparently there was a station in New York in the 80s that accidentally showed the film in black and white, but the director called the station and mentioned how much he loved the way the film looked.
3: That's oh, nice.
0: He prefers people watch the film in black and white, even though a black and white version is not available. Instead, you should turn the color all the way down on your TV set.
3: Okay. Don't touch my settings.
0: No, I'm not going to. I'm <laughs> not going to go adjust the settings on your Mac and have a sit through the movie again in black and white. I can imagine it in my head. Ah. So remember how the worms were pouring out of the ceiling at one point just before the mother of Jerry got covered? Yes. And <laughs> he found her all being eaten with worms? That shot was a reverse shot. The camera was turned upside down and filmed live worms being dropped onto a floor that was a mock-up of the ceiling. When the footage was reversed, it appeared as if the worms fell from a hole in the ceiling.
3: Okay. That makes sense. All right. All
0: right. Some of the worms looked like they were glued to the hole so they wouldn't move, but maybe they were just staying where they liked. I don't know. So I'm not really finding any other any other pieces of... Oh, the film was shot in 24 days. Okay. I, that is not bad. I'm going to give him props for that. That's pretty good. Yeah. The film claims to be based on an actual incident that took place in Fly Creek, Georgia. In fact, the film is entirely fictional. There is no such place as Fly Creek, Georgia. Yeah, I kind of gathered that. Yeah. At the time we are there, everything was, this is based on a true story. Like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Get, These are based on true events. People are so gullible. Like, the only true events the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is based on is Ed Gein's murders. And then they went, how can we kind of twist that up a bit? Here we go. Yeah, there's, wow, there's not really a whole lot of interesting trivia. I mean, the fact they shot it in 24 days, I'll give them credit. That's like guerrilla-style filmmaking. That's indie filmmaking right there. Oh. So, remember, we talked about it briefly a few mm-hmm. check-ins ago. Where they found the old guy, the the father who owned the worm farm. Apparently for that scene, where Willie Grimes is found dead, Carl Dagenhart, who played that guy, literally had to be buried in the ground with his head sticking out. A fake body crawling with worms was then joined to his protruding head to give the appearance that his body was just lying on the ground being devoured. That's how I imagined it was. I actually just thought they stuck worms on him and were like, we're just doing this for this shot and then we'll get him off you. It, it looked good. I, I have to say, that effect, I didn't even think that's how they would do it. Apparently they got nervous about the tree falling on the house. Because it would do damage? Uh, Because it was a real effect. There were no stunts, nothing. They didn't do any cuts or edits. It was, you're all going to be there. We know where the tree's going to fall. This is where you stay. And apparently it was one take and they got it.
3: I think it's funny how at the end of the movie they're like, stay there, we'll help you. And they just like casually just walk up inside. And it's like, Okay. You're going to uh, like show
0: you show sure show getting some help. We need to touch on that because it's the awkward sister. We love her who towards the beginning of the film they show her smoking a joint talking to the dude from New York and she falls back in this trunk. Which to me it didn't even register that this was foreshadowing. So, she apparently wanted to take a shower when after the tree fell in the house and all this shit's going on. The mom says something, she's like, oh yeah, I left the water running, I'm gonna go wash my face, it'll feel so good. Goes up to the bathroom where she had the wa- the faucets turned on for the shower, but worms were coming out, because obviously the worms are in the water system now. She opens the door, it's filled with worms, we all figure, she's dead. No, apparently she fell in that trunk and the lid closed. Because they made a point to pan over to that trunk, and she flips the lid open and crawls out. I was like, oh, alright, well the Charlie Brown character sister has survived. Indeed. That last guy who apparently fixed the power lines or whatever, he was terrible. He delivered his lines. Just wanted to let you lovebirds know that the power lines have been fixed (laughs) and everything's back to normal. Funny
3: enough, power's back on, but no one's answering their phones. That's because they're all dead. They're all murdered by these (laughs) devil worms. That's what I'm thinking, but at the same time, I'm like, well, wait a minute. How did he survive? Like, what's his story? (laughs) Where did you even come from? One. There's no one else like him. It's just him wandering around. You don't even
0: question why people are huddled together up in a tree. You're just like, oh, they must have moved. They're lovebirds. He's seen it all the time. And you see the one person in a tree with their lover. You've seen it all. He's like, oh, <laughs> funny. When he said that, I'm like, well, for the phone? did you fix the phone lines too or just the power? <laughs> <Who laughs> Nobody's answering their phone. Yeah, go into town. You'll see why. Check the sheriff station. Look in the jail cell. I'm sure you'll find a couple of skeletons. Yeah. Overall, <laughs> if you want to watch something dumb and you have an hour and a half to burn, go right ahead. I give it a two out of
3: five.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. Two and a half out of five. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That is that is a fair score. I have nothing more to add. <laughs> you you <laughs> concur? So a little bit of housekeeping at the end here. We're not going to recommend people watch this unless you have an hour and a half and you want to watch something dumb. Yes. But it is not a skewered universe. Recommend.
3: Well. It is. It is. Kind of
0: if you're someone that can sit through something like this, if you're someone that has a deep love of the horror genre and you want to consume everything that has come out of it. Especially from like the eighties, the seventies, and earlier than that, give it a watch. If you're the casual horror fan that thinks like something like the Bye Bye Man is decent, which I haven't seen, but I've heard nothing but terrible things or You're not really one to watch old school horror just give this a pass (laughs) you're not gonna like it so yeah hardcore horror fans definitely recommend that's what i would say especially if you like that 70s nature you know fights back kind of thing all right so the house key thing that i talked about we're going to be releasing episodes once a month it's going to be A different schedule for us because I haven't been able to keep up with the weekly thing as you guys know well we haven't we do this together for the most part so Leanne came up with the idea of doing it once a month which I think is the best option right now so you'll be getting Skewer universe a monthly podcast and if things change and we're able to amp up how many episodes we release we'll definitely let you guys know but moving forward it's gonna be once a month You'll still get some Skewered Universe transmissions here and there, the little mini episodes when I feel like dropping one of those in for you. Whenever I check out something when Leanne's not around that I think she might not care for or doesn't want to watch, especially if it's Marvel or DC superhero movies. <laughs> Thank you, it's appreciated. <laughs> although. No offense to the nerds. <laughs> although we did have you watch Thor, yeah. the first one, and you, you liked it. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It I'm, wasn't amazing, but it was good. That's the feeling almost everyone has about Thor. Yeah. Eventually, I'll get you to watch Thor the Dark World. Uh, eh, it's. Okay, okay. I'm open to new things. Mainly because I want to get you to Thor Ragnarok. Because out of those three films that we have in Thor's franchise, that is by far leaps and bounds better. Than the first two installments. Just, just, just
3: keep in mind that uh, roles do reverse, so it's gonna come back at you. Yeah, that's fine. I'm gonna have you watch a couple of
0: movies and see how you like it. Yeah. All right. That'd be that's fine. That's what this is all about. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I think we'll do more of these uh, interstitial break episodes. What does interstitial mean? Like, every so often. Oh. We break in and kind of let everybody know where we're, th- oh. where our thoughts are in the movie. Okay. I think if we mix it up, we release some episodes like this. We release some regular episodes of review. Yeah. Yeah. So we're brainstorming on the air right now, on the podcast, because that's how we do things around here. We do what we want. <laughs> exactly. I do what I want. <laughs> Fucking Cartman from South Park. Jesus Christ. So that's where we stand. Skewered Universe... Moving forward, once a month, unless things change and we're able to get a more frequent schedule together, but as of right now, once a month will give you decent content. There'll be more episodes like this. And if you have any recommendations for the show of movies you want us to watch, that doesn't necessarily have to be horror. It can be any film genre. Preferably not westerns. <laughs> If I was going to make you watch a western, I'd have you watch Tombstone, because it is fucking amazing. And Val Kilmer is a badass. Okay. (laughs) She's not really wanting to watch that. But Val Kilmer was a badass in Tombstone. Yeah. Once a month, that's the schedule. Because I forgot where I was going. Oh, yeah. If you want to send in movie recommendations, that's where I was at. (laughs) Short memory, 40 years old. I'm already losing it. You can send that to us at skewereduniversepodcast at gmail.com. Like I said, doesn't have to be in the horror genre. It could be an animated film. If it's a western, it'll probably be a solo episode from me. But any genre, any film, if there's a TV series you like that you want to suggest we check out, that's fine. No, 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 we're not going to, like, binge-watch a series and review the whole thing. You don't have to... Okay, so now <laughs> everybody
3: knows I made a face. <laughs> <laughs> well, only because you gave me that look like fuck are you saying hey shows are commitment right and
0: i don't have the attention span for it limited series shows small limited run maybe five episodes (laughs) sure that's what i'm talking about not full on hey you should watch 19 seasons of this show there's 24 episodes a season We did that with Cheers. I'm not ready to get back into another long series. (laughs) You're not ready for another relationship. (laughs) With the exception of Night Court, if we can ever find all the seasons. True. Because Night Court was awesome. Who doesn't love Bull the Bailiff? It's an amazing show. Anyway, I think we're going to wrap this up. Squirm, if you're a horror fan, like hardcore, you appreciate this kind of shit, check it out if you're the casual fan that watched it occasionally this definitely is not for you I think that's it so keep your eyes open for next month when we release another episode and Land do you have any closing words before we before we end this
3: suck a dick
0: alright now on that note stay safe sane
3: and sanitized and try to keep enjoying that universe that's just
0: a bit skewered. secure